0: the Reaper is a truth that you should take to your deathbed.
1: Listen, laugh, and learn what happens.
0: When the only option you have left is to pick truth. Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host.
1: Lamont Hearn Jr.
0: And we're here to bring the heat. And Christmas just passed. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm just glad that our elf is gone back to the North Pole for another year. Next year, he's coming out on December 23rd. (laughs) He's getting
1: a two-day stint. (laughs) Uh,
0: So our elf booger has been all over the place. He Mm. has um, been in the Christmas tree, in the poinsettia. Um, He's hiding and hanging out with Elsa today. It's been a lot going on. Uh, Every morning, in the middle of the night, I wake up, babe, did you get the elf? Mike, that's too much pressure. Why do we do this to ourselves? Yeah. How's uh how's your week been?
1: It's been elf filled as well. I'm I'm kinda glad that ours is gone as well. Jolly Ann has been around for a couple of years now this year has been interesting because we've done so many already that we're trying to make sure we don't recreate the same ones and our oldest is kind of getting a little wiser so there's little hints there that she's kind of aware of certain things but then we have to go to like an extreme to kind of let it be known that it's not us one of the ones we did most recently was jolly taking pictures with my daughter's uh, polaroid camera and based on the space of where the picture's taken, I, I feel like you would know that it wasn't Jolly Ann. But my daughter kind of goes, Well, she clearly has really good aim with the camera because she got me and her in the picture. So I don't know if she's humoring us or if she's actually believing it. Mm. But there's a show on Fox about a data leak from the North Pole that we kind of watched right before Christmas that was about this data leak about Santa and about the elves and everything. So I think that kind of tilted back into the favor. And I I don't know. um, I had a question for you about this. How long do you plan on letting the Santa thing go?
0: So uh, for those that are out there, I didn't want my kids believing in Santa at all. Mm. I just think it's pointless. But I was out veto because I'm not the only parent. As Soon as they think it's fake, I'm I'm on board with it. Like if it's next year, if it's a year after, I'm whenever they're ready. I, because already Santa's capacity is limited. Seriously, Santa only brings what's in the stocking. Mm. That is it. He doesn't bring our gifts. Again, my husband is amazing. All our gifts are wrapped. They're all under the, under the tree. So we have this thing. We don't put names on the gifts. Everyone gets a a specific color wrapping paper. I got this from my aunt. So everyone gets a specific color wrapping paper. The kids don't know which color wrapping paper is theirs. Mm. And so they can't open up anything. They can't shake it what do you mean?
1: When I say themed, I mean like, uh, like all a of, character, all
0: of your wrapping paper is the same color. All of, uh, Lamont's wrapping, all his gifts are wrapped in the same color paper. And then all of Vicky's gifts are wrapped in a different color paper. Okay. And so, yeah, yours is red and with Santa, yours is blue with, you know, snowman's and okay. everything is wrapped in one thing. So we know whose is who's right. They have no idea.
1: Ah, uh, see smart. I like that. I guess, uh, with us having uh, my wife and I having a boy and a girl, my wife kind of themes it more towards their characters. So they kind of know one of the things that actually happened before Christmas was my son saw the gifts that we had gotten for them. And he has a space jam wrapping paper, or as he refers to it, LeBron James and friends. That's because he kind of that's his only connection to LeBron James. He's never seen LeBron James play a real basketball game. But as far as LeBron James goes, he is a Space Jam character, and he's important to him for that one reason. Uh, One day I'm going to have to show him that he actually is a real person that plays basketball. He had already asked at that time, could he open some gifts? We told him, we're like, dude, you got to wait until Christmas. But he didn't care which wrapping paper it was. He just wanted to open something. Mm -hmm. That
0: that sounds like the kids. You already know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get us right into our first truth. All right. So this one's, uh, if you're, yeah. This is the, yeah, this was interesting. The title is, I masturbated in the bathroom at my father's funeral. My father passed away when I was 17 and a junior in high school. We were very close. I took it really hard. He taught me everything I knew today and was the most humble, kind man one could hope to be a father. At his funeral, we had got there super early and hung around all day saying hello to everyone visiting. Well, a few friends from school showed up to show their support, including one of the girls I had a crush on at the time. She was wearing a low-cut sundress with cleavage from hell, and being in southern Louisiana, I had only seen her in our school uniforms. Seventeen-year-old horny and depressed me couldn't get her out of my mind, so I went to the bathroom and had one of the most confusing, sad wanks I can remember. I remember thinking while I was having my fun, dude, this is your father's funeral. I had a calm feeling after, like weird but collected, like the sad wank was a way to calm me down. I still think back about it all the time and wanted it off my chest. No one knows but you, strangers.
1: OK, so there's a lot of puns in this one. First of all, he just said off his chest. I wonder if it means he shot on his own chest. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to get w- worse. Um, he said um, this was very hard for him. I mean, obviously. Um, and he said his dad taught him everything he knows. So I don't like talking ill of the dead, and I'm not. But then did your dad teach you this like. Get it off when you can, son. Don't wait. It could be bad for you. Yeah, this this feels like a reaper to me. I don't know if I would ever tell anyone that I was jacking off at a funeral. I don't think there's probably a worse place other than probably your 80-year-old grandmother's birthday party. And even then, that's still a toss-up. I don't really know. Yeah, this is a lot. And it probably was a lot. I wonder if it stained the door. Yeah, this is... Mm.
0: Yeah, so when I first read it, I couldn't stop laughing. Like, cause you know, I have, if you all haven't noticed by now, I like, like, uh, what's it called? Um, Irreverent humor. Yeah.
1: Irreverent humor. Dark humor.
0: I I really do. I also found out that it's a sign of intelligence. (laughs) So if you're listening to this show and you like this irreverent humor, you're smart. (laughs) Uh, Look it up. Not making a joke. (laughs) But I thought about it. Okay. At 17, could you control all of your urges?
1: No, not all of them.
0: And it had to be super awkward to have this urge and then still be in that setting. So I can't imagine it. So I actually had a, a, a deceased parent. Of course I was way young, but I can't imagine going out playing with my pearl. Like, let me get this taken care of. I'm real upset. And then, you know, for the rest of the night, he's shaking hands, hugging people. Oh. He's, oh, man. Oh, I'm assuming this is pre-COVID. So he's going
1: to say pre-come.
0: Mm. So what would I rate this one? Ah, You know, I, I'm going to have to give it a Thai chili. OK. Although I, I'm judging you because like go home, go to the, maybe if he ain't done it in the car, cause people have sex at funerals. So I've heard, I've never, oh. so I've heard, I guess. Hmm. I, okay. I, maybe I've seen on TV. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm judging you like, yo, that's, but then there's the other part of that that's biological. Like how much control did he have over his engorgement? See, look at that. Look at hmm. that. Somebody's here trying to use big words. Uh, foolish that age, you may not be able to control your engorgement, but you need to go start thinking about your father. I guess think about the casting. That might just really make it go down. (laughs) Like that'd be, but he kind of said he did though. He said he
1: was thinking about his father being at his father's funeral. So it's like the duality of the moment was like, Oh, I'm in so much pain, but this is giving me pleasure. Like it was a, it was a, it was a real toss up. It was a lot of jerking around.
0: as long as as this doesn't create some new fetish that he goes to funerals and just like mm. where's the nearest bathroom you know that would be horrible mm. like what if you were remember we had the serial masturbator yeah what if the serial masturbator only did it at funerals that would be it was loud uh. <laughs> right, you got granny in there mourning the loss of her loved one from 51 years of marriage and somebody's out there pounding the pavement just going away beating the meat slinging the sausage oh my goodness over and over again like oh what well looking at the uh, obituaries like their personal ads oh Oh, yes she left four people behind (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) funeral on so it could be worse if if that's you if you're a serial masturbator at funerals please contact us at PinkTruthMail at post.com. We will have you on the show. We will make you anonymous. Uh, whatever you need, because I have a lot of questions. Also, I guess if you've ever participated in a solo activity with your member... <laughs> whether it be a pearl or a sausage what was that all about like what what am not going to you know what and i'm not going to shame you like i don't know what you felt like cuz again there might not be in control but yeah i'm i'm going to judge you on that one i'm a, i'm i'm going to judge you
1: yeah i'm going to judge you so i was trying to find some type of article or something that talked about people hooking up at funerals when you mentioned that And there was an article from The Observer back in 2015 that kind of alluded a little bit to people hooking up at funerals. And obviously, you know, based on the time frame we have, I only kind of got to skim it. But I get it. Emotions are already high for people, and that can kind of lead to one thing or another. It was just, I guess, I, I guess I would be a little bit more... Uh, conscientious of the moment, I guess, is was my thought process of being like, if it's just me and I'm going in here to service myself, I feel like I'd be a lot more cognizant of the moment. But like you said, he's 17. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to say it's a reaper. Probably take that to your deathbed. Just because don't tell I, your mama. I, that's my thing is how do you tell your mom or your grandmother, your brother, your sister, your aunt, whoever it may be, or your little cousin who probably wouldn't there to go wash their hands. And they heard it sound like somebody was knocking at a door very rapidly and they didn't know what was going on or somebody was sloshing around. It's just a lot going on. It
0: makes me think about the setup, too, because now was it a bathroom with multiple stalls? Was it a single stall? You know, there's yeah. a whole and then like, you know, funeral homes are horribly quiet.
1: Well, oh. considering most of the people there are dead. Yeah,
0: but I, I, they're so eerily quiet. And yeah. Then, and then, so you're in there in the back. I'm just saying, did somebody hear?
1: Do the spirits hear you?
0: I. I you know i'm sorry but okay so yeah you got it Uh, you've made it a reaper i i have it as a Thai chili i'm absolutely judging you what truth do you have for us today
1: all right so my truth for today does not necessarily compare but it is titled i refuse to earn more than what would get me off medicaid I don't care how bad things get with low income. I refuse to be part of the lower middle class treadmill where a medical emergency could bankrupt me. At least with Medicaid, I don't have to worry about a bill if I go to the hospital. That's a very powerful feeling.
0: So for those that are not in the United States, so Medicaid is state issued insurance. It is a supplement to Medicare, which is a federally issued medical insurance. And so Medicaid contracts differ from state to state. And I know a lot about this because of my profession, but all that to say, I can't blame her. If you have got to choose between an elevated salary and then bankruptcy based on a medical emergency, it's a bell pepper for me. If you're comfortable and you feel like this is all you want and that's where you want to live, and if this is so that you can get your free Medicaid insurance, I'm not going to knock you cuz at some degree I feel like this country could make, you know, healthcare free. Mm. If we can bail out billions of billions of dollars to to corrupt mm. corporations, mm. not only could we pay for education for everyone, wipe out all student loan debt, mm. as well as offer free medical care for all of our citizens. Mm. You know, case, you know, we spend so much money on our military and and we're in the this this what industrial complex this war industrial mm-hmm. complex where everything is created around wars. Just wait. We need to make some money. There'll be a war. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame her. Yeah. I, I give you a bell pepper. I say and, and, you know, I'm not telling everybody go out there and stick it to the man. But when you've got to choose between eating and your health; those two things are synonymous. You need food, shelter, water, and medical care, hmm. and it's available here. We have it. So, and and I don't know. And again, you know, people would say the same about quote unquote welfare moms, people who get welfare checks, or I think it's called SNAP now. It was food stamps for me, yeah. paper right, food right, stamps. Right, yeah, you had to tear them out the book. And then, like, you had different denominations. So you would go in there with a five-by-25-cent bag of chips. They give you cash back. Yeah, it was a whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm an 80s baby. But if you just kind of take a step back, if I take a step back from it, and it's kind of appalling. Mm. And I, I wouldn't, women who want to stay on... Uh, SNAP benefits forever and keep having kids. I think that's ridiculous, but I guess it's no different than this woman here with the Medicaid because it is supplementing their income some way. One is an insurance over medical issues. and The other one is to feed their family. And maybe they're totally different. I don't know, what are your opinions?
1: I mean, I push back a little bit on that just because I feel like the difference between the two, and it's not to say either or is right or wrong as much as with the SNAP benefits, You're bringing other people into this world under these pretenses, especially like based on your your statement of continuing to have children to stay on the benefits. That is a difference, because now instead of it just being where this one person is on Medicaid and they are getting medical insurance that requires an accident or an emergency of some nature to occur for these benefits to be used. Whereas with the SNAP benefits, that is something that is happening monthly. That is something that is going to continue to happen over the life, I believe it's the 18 years of the child. It may differentiate further depending. That's a totally different situation. It's almost like a lot of us pay for life insurance or medical insurance. And if you're not going to the doctor, your medical insurance is really only being used at the time of your visits. The other. Like if you go to the doctors for your checkups and then you have maybe one or two issues a year, there are basically eight or nine months that you're paying for just for just in case that never gets touched, which is more similar to this Medicaid moment. Whereas the SNAP benefits, that's every single month. I feel like that's the only difference between the two.
0: Yeah. And people have so many misconceptions about insurance and is interesting. Mm-hmm. Did you know that insurance comp- like medical insurance company, they can't make more than 20% profit. So for every dollar they make, they have to spend 80 cents on their members.
1: I only knew that because of knowing you. Yeah. yeah you you let me have to that. spend.
0: There is a limit. There's a cap. <clears throat> on how, and people think insurance companies are, you know.
1: Hand over fist. Yep. They are. Right.
0: They are. I won't lie to you. They are hand over fist. But it's capped at 20% for health insurance. Mm. But if you become a company that does more than health insurance, there's no cap or limitations on that. Mm. There's no limitations on any of the other stuff that I probably can't mention on this show. Mm. But, okay, so what do uh, you... Where are we at? What did you rate it? Oh, I
1: honestly I would rate it a bell pepper as well. Just to use the example you used of the snap benefits, it to me, they're they're not really the same. One, while while there could be some people who may be upset about it, of course, because people find something to be upset about with everything. I don't find this to be a situation that is that bad because like like you know, like we just said, if this person is doing this based on the fact that they're saying they don't want a medical issue to bankrupt them. If this person is not really having bankruptable medical issues for the majority, you're not really paying anything. It's kind of just there for them to be covered in case of. Whereas, you know, if this person was saying, hey, I'm going to live off of, you know, everyone else and I'm going to get you know, free housing and SNAP benefits, and I'm going to go and do this and do every single thing possible to milk everything else and say they're not going to work at all. That I would feel a little bit more of an issue with because they're just saying, I'm just going to live off all of you all. and There's nothing you can do about it yeah. as a in, in its totality. So yeah. and that's a bell pepper to me.
0: It's funny, though, because I feel like government officials do exactly that. I feel like they get to live off us. They don't always necessarily look at the best interests of their constituents. They have insurance. They have a plethora of funds and uh, they are compensated well. And we're taking care of them. So I'm not sure how they would be any different than anyone else. True. And Maybe because they're elected. Uh, But maybe if they were elected and they kind of finally took care of their constituents consistently across the board, regardless of what they look like, black, white, brown or other, Mm. then maybe you wouldn't have so many issues. But that's just me.
1: I agree with you. I agree.
0: All right. So it's uh, let's go into truth in the news.
1: So this week for Truth in the News, we're going to be talking about the creator of the suicide pod who wants to make body implants that would kill you if you forget to deactivate it. So to kind of summarize it for everyone, uh, Dr. Philip Nischke, if I'm saying his name wrong, my apologies. He uh, wants to create a device that can allow people with dementia or Alzheimer's disease to seal their death years in advance while still of sound mind. This doctor, actually, he is a former physician and a right to die campaigner who administered the first voluntary lethal injection in 1996. He wants to create a 3D printable death chamber called the Sarco. The Sarco would allow for you to go inside of the pod and it would basically allow you to be in control of ending your own life. He wants to create a um, implant that would allow for people with certain diseases, like I mentioned before, such as dementia, Alzheimer's, to be able to seal their own deaths. I wanted to kind of bring this up just because it's been basically in the news and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on just the principle idea of being in control of that.
0: Wow. I've never really did a lot of thinking about death. And I want to make sure I understand. Mm-hmm. So let's say I have dementia. I would get an implant in my body. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't I, type in the password, I'm just going to say, because it's the only thing makes sense, then this thing inside my body would basically act as a cyanide pill and allow me to restfully take my forever sleep
1: basically so the device can only be activated from the inside it's designed to painlessly flood the occupant's body with nitrogen and intended to keep medical involvement to a minimum while still complying with switzerland's assisted dying law so that's part of the context that matters here in switzerland there is an assisted dying law that allows for a person to have some control over it here in the states obviously we do not have anything that is you know, allow that. Um, but I, I do think it's just, um, I guess, to keep it simple, it's something that you basically have access to control. And if you were to then lose access to being able to function, know how to use it, it would then just react based on that time frame. So like, let's say, for example, someone was suffering from dementia and when they were of sound mind, they put it in and they and they were told that they, pr- they pretty much have three years before they are completely at a place where they are no longer able to, you know, really be full of their faculties. You just set it to work for three years. The, I guess the big concern for some people is, well, people have been told they have cancer or something else and they only have two years to live. They're around 15 years from now. Now, you know, I don't have the numbers to say how many times that does happen, but we do know that there have been numerous cases of people being told they have so long to live and outliving that, you know, that diagnosis. And I guess that's kind of the concern here for a lot of people, especially outside of Switzerland, is, well, what if this thing becomes like normalized? How do you differentiate that and how different is this from people who are just willing wanting to take their lives anyway just because they're tired of living like how do you separate the two and how do you say it's fair because this person has a medical condition over here but this person has depression which is a condition and just completely remove the validity of it as well
0: i don't know this is a deep one i never really think about it beyond I uh, know I was around when Dr. Kevorkian first became to light for an assisted suicide, but I think he went to court. I can't mm-hmm. remember the outcome, honestly. Sorry, guys. But I don't know. Mm. I want to say that if someone's suffering and they want to end it, they're physically suffering. Who am I to stop them? Mm. But if someone is mentally suffering, I would want to stop them because I feel like that's that would end. But. It doesn't make what I think right. Mm. So I don't know. I think it it really goes down to the independent person. Like, what do you want for your life? I, that I could see so many things backfiring or to your point, my diagnosis was this. And now I have a longer time. Um, this one, I, I might be opinionless I, I, because mm. I wouldn't want anyone I know to inf- to do a self-suicide or assisted suicide. And I wouldn't, I don't, at this point in my life, I can't imagine me trying to do that for myself either, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I should be able to stop you. right? But again, it goes back to what you said. What's the, what is the factor that this is, yeah, you can get in this line or you can't like, you know, we got, we went to uh, an amu- indoor amusement park here off uh, Hurstbourne road. Okay. Yeah <laughs> We no, went no. to an indoor amusement park and there were rides that the children could not ride because they did not meet a certain standard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so do we establish what those certain standards are? And we adhere to those. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I know that's a, different. Right,
1: right. Uh, but it's, it's about as close as we can, because we don't really have another measurement there. No, I, I get what you're saying. I My only my only question is, and I'm, I want to do more research on it, because like you said, it wasn't something that really crossed my mind either, but based on it being a thing that's being discussed, I want to kind of, you know, get more understanding on it is, do they have any fail-safes for it? Mm. Because of that, because of the fact that if I'm told, I mean, I can only imagine, imagine if you have a loved one who was told they have three years. And so now, if that person decided to tell the family, we all know that this person has three years and it's been dated. We know that the date, let's just throw a random date, February 5th, whatever, 2042, whatever the time frame is. And I'm throwing it out that far on purpose. And we get close to the, like the month before and we're told that the person has had a complete recovery. But there's no fail safe hmm. that's terrifying because now you're telling a person who has now been given a second lease is it second leash lease a lease on life a second lease on life and they are now being told that instead of having whatever potential life time they were going to have they now have a couple weeks because there's no fail safe and the Surgery could be, you know, an issue that could be complication. There's so many different variables here that I just feel like specifically the implant to me has so many more things that are concerning. The pod, I don't like closed spaces, so it's a wrap for me anyway. Uh, I don't even like being in small rooms, let alone a small pod. But I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on whether or not it's good for people or not either, because I don't think it's my place to tell other people. But I just would like to know if there's like a failsafe.
0: I have to tell you, this has been a very interesting truth in the news. All right, folks, you know what time it is. If you like today's show, help us out. Subscribe and send the show to two friends. If you have not done so already, join us on our Facebook group, big Truth, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe.
0: Catch you next time.
1: Later. We can't pick truth without you.
0: Send us your truths at picktruthmail@post.com. at post.com to see if you can bring the heat.